Basketball season won't be around forever. Life is fleeting. Nothing lasts. So get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using promo code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Are you feeling sweaty right now, Taylor? Oh, man, I'm sweaty as hell. Oh, man. Well, every dunk, steal, assist, they all mean so much more with DraftKings Daily Fantasy lineup. Baseball fans, Taylor, you're a, you're one of those. You actually were just uh, watching the Yankees this past weekend. They uh, won. You- They did indeed, and you may have missed out on season-long fantasy, so now is the time to get in on all of the daily fantasy action where DraftKings has even more ways to make it rain. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? So what do you got to do? You got to download the DraftKings app now. Use the code THPN, like we said. Use that during sign-up. And this week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. I've already said that, so you should know that. That's a, T- a lot of dough. Oh, yeah. THPN, free shot, millions of dollars in prizes. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions, they apply. See DraftKings.com for details. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and Buffalo Fanatics. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm Taylor. And Taylor, we have some exciting news to share with our listeners today. That's right. We have a new third co-host. We have fired Joe Rogan. Yeah, so a lot of us, uh, you know, we've mentioned this in a lot of episodes that we had this third co-host, Joe Rogan. He's been bumped, unfortunately, upwards of 40 times just because we kept running out of time. And he actually did have an interesting uh, episode planned for us. We didn't have too much to talk about hockey-wise. So he talked to us about uh, a few things, actually. Why COVID vaccines aren't necessary if you can bench your weight. A theory he heard that smoking salvia makes you immune to polio. And a stunning realization that Blade Runner 2049 is actually loosely based on the LAPD Rampart scandal. She heard from a buddy. So I think a lot of that would have been really interesting and compelling. Unfortunately, someone better popped up, frankly. Brendan, do you want to introduce our new third co-host? I would love to. It is my pleasure. And we will be sure to uh, also post a picture of of this new co-host on our our social media. But we are excited to welcome Ziggy, my brand new 14-week-old puppy, as our new third co-host. Ziggy, any thoughts? And he's sniffing stuff, so not at the moment, but he has a lot of Sabres opinions that he's very excited to share. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get into it in the the coming weeks. I might have a lot of takes on the offseason. And if not, we just use a really adorable dog to expand our following. That's right. Okay, good deal with me then. All right, well, do we want to get into uh, the second bit of news for the day? Yeah, so there's not too much with the Sabres. It's kind of the same stuff. They stopped winning for the most part, uh, but they're still playing fine, I guess. I mean, the one main thing we haven't talked about so far is Samuelson, but I think I'll reserve my judgment for a little while on that. So kind of same old, same old with them. Season's been over for three months, but there is some interesting news in the world of hockey this week. Uh, about a month ago, we talked about the new TV deal starting next season with ESPN. And when that happened, it was very clear that there would be a secondary deal with someone else. We thought maybe even two other networks could be up to three networks total like the NFL has. Uh, but it's going to be two, actually. NBC Sports is out completely after 
16 years of being the exclusive home of hockey on the national stage, NBC Sports will not have any NHL hockey starting next Sick. season. Yeah, well. Absolutely awesome. And <laughs> so who's taking over? Well, it's Turner. You might know Turner. They have a few properties. I know they have the NBA. They have this, they're the secondary on that as well. They also have, uh, I believe, AEW Wrestling. I think they have some auto racing. Some MLB too, right? Some MLB and the NCAA tournament. They have part of the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So, so here's some of the details here. So it's it's an interesting deal. You might remember that ESPN is not showing a lot of regular season games, but they will have a lot of the big stuff uh, and the Stanley Cup will air on ABC. Well, three Stanley Cups of the next seven will actually air on Turner. So that'll be on TNT or TBS, most likely, probably TNT in all likelihood, I have to guess, just because they have you know more of the infrastructure, but we'll see. Uh, and every Winter Classic will air on one of the Turner networks. So that'll be like one of those, or probably not in this case, but True TV is also an option. Mm-hmm. Anyone who watched the NCAA tournament for the past decade knows that True TV and previously Court TV is Turner-owned mm-hmm. and will show sports in a pinch. So uh, Turner will be getting 72 annual regular season games, which is almost triple what ESPN will have, although ESPN will have a ton like, on ESPN Plus. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and the, Turner will be showing half of the first three rounds of the playoffs every year. Mm-hmm. So that's also huge. That's why I think True TV could come into it, probably a few networks, just because at the same time, they'll have to deal with uh, basketball playoffs. So, you know, there might be some, you know, issues running the TNT. So maybe the games are on TBS. Maybe, maybe Impractical Jokers is on TBS. You got to throw it on True TV. Of course. So priorities. If I screw that up, maybe True TV is on T. On, uh, or maybe Impractical, Impractical Jokers, Jokers is, is True TV. Yeah. Wow. What does TBS have? Reruns of Everybody Loves Raymond? Uh, yeah, I think Qu- King of Queens too, a little bit. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they throw, that's where they play some, or they do baseball on there sometimes, right? Don't the Braves sometimes play on TBS? So they, they do baseball in general on TBS. They, you, the Braves used TBS used to show every Braves. Game. Okay, that's what Ted I was Turner probably the Braves thinking. Them. But now they just show games like every once in a while. But right. at playoff time, that'll get overruled by hockey. Right, for sure. So a couple other things. Uh, a lot of this, I think, is supposed to be on TNT. And this will be exclusive to cable. So again, with the NCAA tournament, it's kind of a thing where CBS has some kind of agreement. I don't know the, the details of that, but CBS will show at least one NCAA tournament game at a time, but censor so many at the same time, they go to all the Turner channels as well. And meanwhile, CBS has the final four and championship game to itself. doesn't seem like CBS is going to be involved. Steve Simmons of the Toronto, one of the papers up there. <laughs> uh, Steve Simmons, we've, we've ripped on him before. He's a really, he's a bad take guy. Also hockey columnist been around for a long time. Not afraid to be wrong about everything. Got to hand it to him. And he was wrong again when he reported that CBS would have Stanley Cup games. It doesn't seem like that's the case. For the first time, the Stanley Cup is going to be airing exclusively on cable. Like, as hockey fans, we all know, it, it, the first four games have always aired on NBC Sports, which always feels like weird and small time. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, it's all going to be on cable. Some of the years. Some of the years it'll all be on ABC. So a couple other things. Uh Live streaming and simulcast, simulcast rights will go to HBO Max. Pretty excited for that. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. I have yeah. HBO Max, which has the best collection of movies. Amazing. And streaming service. Uh, it's going to be interesting uh, to see hockey on HBO. HBO's had sports in the past, but pretty much just boxing. 
I can't remember. Right. They've had like other sports shows. Like they had a terrible Joe Buck show, a terrible Bill Simmons show. They had the Winter Classic too for the first, the Winter Classic preview shows that they, they did. did. They yeah. did those, yes. But this is live sports. That's not it's boxing. Exciting. I think that's got to be a first for HBO. And it'll be not airing on live HBO. Although who, who still has that? Who still has HBO as a channel and not a service? Not I. So HBO Max, it'll be on there. Uh, there will be some games. They'll, I assume they'll have a bunch of different interesting things they can do there on HBO Max nice cool good for them that'll be interesting and digital and highlight rights go to bleacher report that was pretty interesting too i noticed yeah yeah i'm not sure what that'll really entail too much but uh bleacher report is tied to turner as well it might be owned by turner now could be uh and then so that that's pretty much most of the details but i think it'll be interesting now so Whereas in the past few years, it's like you buy that really expensive NHL package, even if you just want to buy it for your team exclusively. But you can't even do that. That was one of the craziest parts about the NHL package, though. If through the NHL network, you wouldn't be able to do that because of local broadcasting restrictions. Yeah, yeah, but if you kind of you lived out of town. Well, oh, you outed. I thought you yeah. meant like. I think that's mostly buy it. Otherwise, you just have to have cable or right or, or what a dumb thing. I mean, I hate that. But anyways, oh man, they they couldn't get away with that though. They would get destroyed by they would just lose like why would msg stand for that for example i mean i know that any local place stand for that i am saying this as somebody who does not have cable it doesn't really matter because i stream everything anyways like i find streams of the game that are good but it would have just been nice to be able to have that on nhl network so however uh it's going to be interesting to have so many games available now because it's like okay nbc show is like how many games a week you think nbc sports that is like four and NBC seems to show like one game every two weeks. Yeah. So there's not that much hockey on TV for the past. However, however many years it's been, except for your local team. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's kind of a stunningly low amount. Uh, so like when I say four games a week in NBC sports, I mean, cause sometimes they do a seven and a 10. Yeah. So maybe it was more than four, maybe it's five either way. The NBA, you have it on two separate networks, right? The NFL, it's not comparable. I shouldn't even say anything. But even the MLB, you have way more. Mm-hmm. So now with the NHL, you're going to have a ton of games on ESPN Plus, which you already had games on yeah. ESPN Plus, but now you're going to have way more. You're going to have the NHL TV add-on for ESPN Plus, which I assume will make things cheaper. And like on top of this, you're going to have games on HBO Max. Yeah. And apparently live streaming rights as well. I'm not sure what that refers to. Simulcast, I, I assume HBO Max will be just the way ESPN Plus does right now, broadcasting games. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I don't, I mean, well, just generally speaking then, I know you kind of just gave the whole run through there. I mean, let's talk about the ramifications of this, how we feel about the deal, so on and so forth. I mean, I think it goes without saying that this is just like going from NBC and NBC Sports to TNT and ESPN is the most resounding W that you probably could have asked for out of this. Yeah, so I agree. I think with NBC Sports, the idea of having an exclusive network is they would cater to you. And NBC Sports was new when this when this started. They weren't even called NBC Sports. They were called the Outdoor Life Network and then Versus for right. a while. And I think with NBC Sports, they tried to get big enough that the NHL didn't wasn't going to figure into it too much. So like after after they got the NHL rights, they got some other things to fill things out. Like they have Atlantic 10 basketball rights. But then they got a huge thing. They got English Premier League rights. At that point, it's like, obviously, they're not going to cater too much to to the NHL. 
That's why throughout this entire time, more than a decade and a half, they didn't start some daily NHL show. They didn't even start a weekly NHL show. They didn't start showing game with like this random game. Like here's the game of the month, or here's the game of the year from last year in the off season, or here's a top, like a show that's just like top 10 coolest moments, the kind of stuff that's actually really cheap to produce. And a lot of times that sometimes that makes sense. It's like, okay, it's a Saturday morning in August, late August. Actually we're showing English premier league. Fair enough. A lot of these times it's like, actually, sorry, we're busy showing the Mecham auto. <laughs> and like, come on. And they have, they have racing as well, I should say. So they ended up doing a lot of that. So I think the NHL wasn't being catered to, even though NBC sports is actually the second highest, most watched sport network ahead of ESPN two and ahead of Fox sports. That didn't really help the NHL in any way. That wasn't actually helpful. No. So this is huge because now you're on the same two networks as the NBA, which has been growing a lot faster than you. And now that means like we said before, Hey, maybe you could get that mention on first take, or maybe you just get that bump. Maybe someone's watching the NBA game. And it's like, Oh, Hey, tune in tomorrow night uh, for the predators in the wild. They'll probably still do dumb bullshit like that. But like, yeah, like th- that could be huge. And you're dealing with actual personalities. Maybe Charles Barkley talks about, like for a minute, like, hey, what do you think of the conference finals in the NHL? Charles Berkeley has talked about the NHL before. Or maybe, let's say, on ESPN, he's like, oh, Kevin Harlan. Uh, it's like, hey, you know who's been looking really good in the playoffs? That uh, Jack Eichel for of the Phoenix Coyotes Gosh. or something like that. <laughs> like, something like that uh, is so much bigger than really probably what you're going to get at NBC Sports because a lot of those sports that I mentioned, even though I said, like, really it's a big gift for NBC Sports, uh, those are still niche sports. So people weren't going there for like, Hey, I'm, I'm a general sports fan. It's mm-hmm. like you were racing soccer, hockey, or Atlantic 10 basketball fan. Right. And as a fan of three of those, they are niche sports. That's pretty nice. That's pretty nice. Yeah. I, I mean, echoing everything that you said there and a, and a couple of other comments, I, I mean, for one, I think that on top of this, just being good from an accessibility standpoint and, and just making the game, more available to people. I think the product is just going to go up exponentially too on both networks. I mean, already Turner has come out and pretty much said that they're going to try essentially said, I I am paraphrasing that they're going to try and model the NHL setup and, and, and programming pretty much based off of the NBAs. And I mean, NBA on TNT, let's be real here. One, like you had said before, the sport is just growing so rapidly, probably the most of any major sport right now. Um, and on top of that, I mean, just think about, you know, how many times you're scrolling through Twitter and you see something like Shaq and Charles Barkley going at it or something with Kenny where he's making like funny, just in general, like it's just people gravitate towards these networks to watch, obviously for the basketball's sake, but like the personalities are there and, you know, if you're going to have it be like a similar setup where you have actually like likable alumni, like NHL alumni who are commentating and people who actually know what they're talking about. I mean, that's awesome. What more can you ask for, you know, and with NBC sports, it was just repeatedly and repeatedly every single year talking about how much you hated people like at it's, it was Milbury for a while. It was Pierre for a while. And they just didn't listen. Like nobody in their right mind was like, you know what? I really like Mike Milbury's commentary or Pierre Maguire does a great job between the boards. I'm always interested in what he has to say. Nobody thinks that way. And NBC sports really didn't do anything about it until realistically it was too late. 
Um, and Pierre is still employed by them for that matter, too. I would say they never really did anything about it. Canning as, as Millbury. A, well, I mean, as a as a broad thing. Like they had, right. they had to fire Ronick and Millbury not that far apart uh, for pretty similar reasons, but mostly because they opened their mouths and embarrassed the network. Yep. But then they just replaced Millbury with Mike Babcock. Mike Babcock. <laughs> like they did a good job. They replaced uh they replaced Ronick with seemingly what a combination of Pat Sharp and Kevin Weeks. Yes, and I mean, Kevin Weeks is great. Yeah, Kevin Weeks, and he was he was on the NHL before that, so he he they they knew they were getting out of him, and hopefully Kevin Weeks lands at one of these new networks and Patrick Sharp too. But mm-hmm. just looking at it, like what the network was, a lot of people hated Doc Emmerich, and if you hate Doc Emmerich, you must really hate NBC because there was really nothing else going on. Uh, for, to my from my perspective, Doc was really good at what he did. It always seemed like a big game, important game when Doc was calling it, unless it was like Wednesday night rivalry night. That's our co-host. Yeah, finally Ziggy's weighing in. Any thoughts? Just more squeaks. Yeah. All right. He's. I think he's uh, trying to hint at the uh, the squeaky, annoying nature of uh, NBC mm-hmm. Sports's uh, programs. But then, yeah, when in in the booth though. So with Doc, you had Eddie Olchek. We'll get to that later. Then you have Pierre McGuire between the booths, and I, I, don't, no one that watches hockey needs me to tell them why Pierre is so bad. It's just. It's, it, it just, it's just so obvious. There's no reason, there's no reason to get into it. But then there was also Milbury, who was absurdly annoying, terrible to listen to, just an infuriating guy to, to hear arguments with. Ronick, who was just, seemed like he was going to be the entertaining, like the clownish type guy, but he, like a lot of hockey players, just really has, like deep down, like feels angry and kind of dumb and mean. So that was a problem. And then eventually that led to him getting canned. Milbury gets canned. They bring in Mike Babcock, who's like a psychotic bully. <laughs> should probably be in therapy and not on TV. And he's already gone because mm-hmm. he has to go coach a new team. So th- it's been kind of a mess. Like the guys they brought in, the good guys I mentioned, Weeks, who I think is good. Pat Sharp is good, wears a nice suit, has a reputation. And yeah, that's that's great for Pat Sharp. I think he's been fine at best. I don't think he's too overly excited, but maybe he would thrive in a better atmosphere. That could be very true. He just seems I, I think he does good with his commentary, but he just seems kind of bland a little bit. Yeah. I he think, doesn't have a dynamic personality, really. Yeah, I think what you're looking at if you're either ESPN or TNT looking to do a studio show is you have to have like an interesting you you either have to do like really fun or at least informative so you need smart guys and smart guys that can look at yes uh the, the play that's going on and break it down better than like someone like some dinosaur like mike milbury or someone going like oh, the sandpaper player of the period that kind of thing but also someone on set a producer whoever that can bring up interesting numbers or stats from the games or stats from a certain amount of time not just like hits or plus minus and these things that a lot of hockey fans don't care about anymore. A lot of hockey fans have moved past. I think it'd be interesting to to look into some of those things or maybe hire one guy who, you know, is on set that mentions some things like that sometimes. But yeah, I mean, you ha- there's the bars on this. Uh, it's below the floor right now mm-hmm. because I just mentioned all the guys that everyone hates at NBC. I didn't even mention Keith Jones or Eddie Olchuk who are just like no value added guys. They're some of the most boring guys imaginable. If you want people to think that hockey players are the most boring guys in the world, that's who you'd pick. That's who you'd hire. Well, and speaking of that too, I got to say, I think the prospect of 
hearing Kevin Harlan call a hockey game. Yeah, yeah. That would be amazing. That'd be very cool. I'd be interested in that. It, it's also, it's interesting that, did you hear Pierre is, uh, NBC is going to keep him and retain him and move him on to MSNBC? He's going to have his own show. No. He's going to talk no. about where politicians went to high school, people <laughs> in the news. Yeah, what clubs they were in. Yeah. Oh, Swallowell. Unbelievable on his mock trial team back in, uh, you know, St. Peter's High School in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like, yeah. what is he? Josh Holly, of course, came up big in the in high school at uh, KKK e. University. Robert E. Lee High School. He was big. He was in the George Wallace Society and actually was in their, their uh, the Honor Society there and graduated with the 3.92 GPA like that. That's going to be really exciting. I'm excited for him. I think it's going to be great. He's going to have a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know what the rest of the guys are going to do. I assume a lot of them are just going to get bought out and some of them will end up at one of these places or maybe NHL network, whatever ends up. That's the other thing. We don't really know what's going to happen with NHL network now. Nope. Why not? Might not be worth it to operate a cable network anymore these days. Mm-hmm. So eventually that'll probably be gone. And next what's going to happen uh, for the 2022 Olympics. That should be interesting. I'm very excited to see. Well, that would just be through broadcasting rights through NBC. NBC so. Yeah. But that what are they going to do in terms of what's NBC going to do in terms of covering hockey for that Olympics? Yeah, that's true. Who they end up bringing on board for that? We're only a year NHL away. players will be there. I, it occurred to me today that the w- summer and winter Olympics are only going to be like six months apart. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> like, that's how it used wild. to be for almost all of history. It, not exactly like this. It'd be winter and then summer in the same year, but they'd only be a few months apart. Mm-hmm. Wow, wild. Wild Very wild stuff. stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for it. I think that just giving them giving the NHL a fresh slate when it comes to personalities, because I really think that that's the biggest thing. And like, you know, I, I think that there was no balance with NBC for having, as you had said, that kind of analytical approach while also having these fun personalities. Because if we're being honest, one of the biggest you know, at surface level issues with the NHL, at least in terms of its marketability, is the fact that it really does not encourage its players to be themselves and have personalities. You know, it's this, oh, you know, me and the team and I like that. And if you say I about anything, you're like scorned. And to be honest, it's like, that's what makes the NBA so much fun. That's why the NBA is growing so much because of this emphasis. See, Ziggy agrees. Uh, there's this emphasis, you know, with the NBA on, on allowing players to be themselves and, and have personalities. And, you know, what more can you ask than that for trying to help grow a sport? Like you want these guys to be likable, not just to be these like robots who use the exact same answers to all of the exact same questions. And so maybe through having color commentary, people, people in the studio, whoever it is, who actually have these personalities, maybe that starts to put some wind in the sails of change and, and really start to kind of change people's perception of the sport because i think in large part people maybe do think that but when in reality hockey is like the most exciting it is the fastest like most back and forth sport of pretty much any professional sport, like major professional sport yeah. so i i just think that there needs to be a way to channel that i mean people going to hockey games when it's like good hockey like western conference hockey is it was such an experience to be able to see that. And if you can just have the right people to kind of help channel that energy and get people excited about it, I think that, you know, that's only going to help the game grow more and more. I agree. So I don't know if you have any more takes, but I do have a quiz for us. Let's do it. So this season, a lot of people are saying awards voting will be interesting because beat writers more than ever 
who vote on these things will be paying attention to their division more than any other division. It's been a tough year. 56-game season. Games are so close together. If you're a beat writer, you're covering games three or four times a week. And if you maybe you're not covering games, you're paying attention to what's going on with two other teams in your division a night off. So that kind of makes it like you're not paying attention to the other teams, either the 23 or other 24 teams, depending on what division you're covering. So maybe you never saw some of these teams play. So you don't know if you should vote for player X for Norris or Vesna or well, they don't vote for Vesna GMs do, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So anyway, I think that's probably true of hockey fans in general, just because it's been the season's flown by so fast. And it's been kind of weird in a lot of places and COVID has affected a lot of teams. So here's an interesting quiz. I think who's the leading scorer on every team active or all time. No, no, no. This this season. Oh, okay. That's what I mean. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, But do you have a pen also? I can get one if you want to vamp a little bit while I grab it. No problem. So one thing I thought was interesting here is you have leading scorers with point totals in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, none in the 70s, but one in the 80s. Isn't that interesting? That is very interesting. Connor McDavid, man. Yeah, how about that? We're not not there quite yet, but we'll be there real soon. Okay. So I'll go in order, starting with the North Division, Calgary Flames. Uh, leading score for them? Yeah. Johnny Goudreau? No, it's a good guess, and I think he's second, but Matthew it's actually Kachuk? Lindholm. Oh, Elias Lindholm. Okay, yeah. All right, here's a slam dunk. Edmonton. Connor McDavid. That's right, 81 points. Did I say Lindholm at 41? Do you think that McDavid could hit 100? He's on pace to hit 100 in a 56-game season. This is one of the best offensive seasons we have ever seen, except it's in a fake division yeah. with no good defensemen. Some and the good goalies are just falling apart. <laughs> yeah, it's basically, is Hellebuck the only one playing well over the course of the Pretty much, yeah. Markstrom was terrible for a while for them. He's he been a little better. bit letter, better lately, but yeah. And uh, Thatcher Demko was terrible for a little while. Yep. And... Carey Jack Price Campbell too. Okay. I mean, he's Toronto's been Toronto's been kind of a mess. Yeah, goaltending wise, they're really good. Other than that, yeah. Campbell was good people, though for them. Yeah, people he, aren't going to really respect what happens this year. But I would love McDavid next year to hit like something we haven't seen in a while, like one thirty or one forty. Oh, I mean, yeah. what average an assist a game this year? That's insane. That, that hasn't happened. I don't. Stupid. I mean, I I think Joe Thornton's the last guy to do that. The thing is, he's actually much better goal scorer than Joe Thornton was. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see that. And the, the other thing, too, is McDavid's actually proved a lot defensively this year compared to what he was the past three years. Drives a little, too, but McDavid especially. And that's his impacts have been much better. And pre- pretty much right now, people are going to look at Edmonton as a pretty good team. And the thing is, it's basically a really bad team that's good when McDavid's on the ice. And Drysdale. Yeah, that sounds about right. Second fun fact, and we'll move on. Drysdale is second in the league in points and second on the Oilers in points. Wow. Yep. So Crazy. next, Montreal. Montreal. Uh, this is a tough one because I want to say Tyler Toffoli because he has like 25 goals. Um, but I don't know if they would have anybody who's, who's scoring more than him. I'm going to go with Tyler Toffoli. That's correct. He only has 36 points. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Way more goals than he has assists. All right. Ottawa. Drake Batherson. No, oh. out there, I guess, but uh, 
Hold on. Really? Yeah. Who is it? It's Brady Kachuk. With is it really? Two points. I need to look up that because I thought Batherson was like, oh man. Hmm. Senators. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, anyways, look, now that I'm looking at this though, there are a, a few North Division teams that have really not good leading scorers, considering how much we're talking. About I will them. say Brady Kachuk, 32 points. Batherson, 31 points. Yeah. So I was. Damn. All right. Well, oh, well. Toronto. Austin Matthews. You would think. No, it's Mitch Marner, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's Mitch yep, Marner yep, with 59 yep, yep. points. He's only one ahead of Matthews, a few ahead of Tavara. Well, more than a few ahead of Tavara. Yeah. No, I jumped the gun on that too quickly. Uh, Vancouver. Also Mitch Marner, side note. Noted Bills fan. True. Like that. Me and him aren't so uh, unlike, I guess. Both short guys. Short um, kings, if you will. Yeah, both Bills fans. Yep shorter than the people around us yeah uh not the most impressive person on their uh, on their line yeah i'm so like he doesn't score a lot i didn't score when i played hockey he eats a lot of assists i think i assist people a lot in the real world oh that's nice yeah well anyway huh. vancouver <laughs> all right who would it be for vancouver it would be Pedersen because he's been hurt um ziggy do you have any thoughts and he ran away um, is it Bo Horvat? No, it's a different B. It's Brock Besser. Brock Besser. Oh. Only 37 though. I mean, well, yeah. Horvat was hurt for a little bit, I believe too. So that would explain it. Yeah. They have it. They've had a nightmare season. I think they, yeah. they went, I know we talk about the Sabres having a nightmare season and they did, but Vancouver was in game seven of the second round last year and Yikes. Just a yeah. lot, just a lot of bad stuff's happened. Patterson's been out all year. Demko, the COVID situation. Yeah. They lost Markstrom. Lar- yeah. Lost Markstrom. Yeah. Has and not. And their been. score is 37 points. Quinn Hughes also hasn't been as Disaster. impressive. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. Uh, Winnipeg, the last Canadian team. Oh. I think this is Nikolaj Ellers, even though he's out for the rest of the season. You know, it's funny. I thought that too. I Damn, man. What the hell? Is it Mark Scheifele? Blake Mark Wheeler? Scheifele. God. He has 55 points. I keep trying to get too fancy with these where I'm just like, I, I'm going to go for my second guess from now on rather than just thinking my first. All right. Well, <sighs> let's move on to our division. Boston. Hmm. Taylor Hall. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Patrice Bergeron? No, it's uh, Marchand. God, I did it again. All right. Well. Who has 58 points this year? God damn it. I suck. All right. Let's get a layup here at Buffalo Sabres. Samson. That's right. Our dear boy, Samson. Yeah, he's been really hot lately. So maybe, uh, well, we I, I don't want to give anything away on this quiz, but we will not have the lowest scoring mm. top scorer this year. I'm surprised to see that. Uh, New Jersey. New Jersey, I'm going to go with, hmm, uh, yes for Brad? No, it's Pavel Zaka with 20, ah, 28 points. I'm not even joking. He was going to be my second guest too. Well, there's no shame in getting New Jersey. Right? He's 53 fewer points than David. Oh, man. All right. The New York Islanders. 
Matt Barzell. That is correct. It's 39 points. There you go. Not that many points for such a good team, you know. Not the only three more than Reinhardt. Mm-hmm. What about their uh, their friends from across town, the New York Rangers? Artemi Panarin. It's correct for 56 points. Although, you know, Adam Fox is closer than you. I might know think. he's. Oh, I know he's on my fantasy team. Thank God. Philadelphia. Man, speaking of seasons from hell, Jesus, these guys Tell me are going to finish behind the Rangers. That's crazy. I picked them to win the division. Me too. Me too, and brother. Nothing, Carter Hart, for this and fantasy. Mm-hmm. Same here. I had to drop them in my dynasty league that I'm in. What the hell? Um. All right. Uh. I wouldn't have dropped them in a dynasty league for what it's worth. How many guys? It's a keeper league, I should say. It's oh, a keeper league. Guys? Sorry, only one. Oh, so it wasn't even. Oh, worth no, it. yeah. Um. Okay, uh, Philly. Oh man, um, Claude Giroux. It's it's close. It's they don't have really any high scores. It's Van Riemsdyk at thirty nine. Are you kidding me? He's their leading scorer. I know, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are. I know he's been he scored a lot in the beginning. I mean, most of that was accumulated in the earlier part of the season. But my God, yeah, I'm gonna look right now what their situation is because I mean, points wise, which is only one aspect of this, they have been insanely disappointing offensively. Like I know, I is just like everyone else am uh, insanely disappointed that Carter Hart became the what like the worst goalie in hockey <laughs> pretty much after seeming like he might be one of the best. Yeah. And their defense is a mess, and Provorov actually has some of the worst stats in the league. But it's like, man, they also don't score. It's a lot to go wrong. Yeah. Konechny is. Drew has 36. Voracek is 38. Paturia is 35. Farabee is 31. Wait, let me see. Can I see the list here? Yeah. So, my God. Farabee's, yeah. not, Farabee's actually a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. The rest of those. Konechny has been yeah. massively disappointing. I'll say Couturier's only played 38 games. So maybe he's been fine production wise. And he's, you know, obviously always good in his own zone. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yikes all around. Big yikes. Uh, Who we got next? We have the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, Sydney. That's right. Sydney Crosby. 56 points. Old guy's still going strong. Hell yeah. Uh, Washington. I'm probably going to galaxy brand this again, but Nicholas Backstrom. That is correct. Let's go. 48 points. He's closing in on a thousand points. He could get there next year. An underrated guy. Yeah. Okay. Carolina. Who might win the president's trophy, by the way. Still very possible. Svechnikov. No. Sebastian Ajo. Ajo, 49 points. They have a bunch of guys who have like a – Solid, but not great points. You know who's been very surprising for them this year? Like, major old Vincent man. Resur- well, him, but, like, old man resurgence, Jordan Stahl. Yeah. He's been putting up numbers for him, for them. Wow. Crazy. Chicago. Patrick Kane. That's right. 60 points. He has a ton of assists this year. Wow. Uh, Next is CBJ. I accidentally wrote it down as COL at first, and I was like, oh, there's two COLs <laughs> and a CAL team. Yeah. So the Columbus Blue Jackets. You want to talk about rough teams. Another um, bad season, but I think this one was a little bit more predictable than the other ones we've mentioned. God, who would even be first for them? Um, 
I mean, there's Atkinson, Roslovic, Domi's been pretty disappointing for them. Um, Warinsky's been out. Jones is Jones. You didn't uh, even mention Line A. Line A. God, you're right. Jesus. I know he wouldn't be up there, though, I don't think. Um, guys, Gustav Nyquist, even there. Uh, I'll, I guess I'll go Cam Atkinson. Well, it's actually Alfred Bjorkstrand. Bjork. Oh, man. But he only has 38 points. No, I should feel bad because if I would have said his name, I would have known that he would have been the right answer. I, I did know that he was the right answer. I just completely forgot him. All right, what about reigning Western Conference champion Dallas Stars? Jesus. Uh, Pavelski? That's right, with 44 yeah. points. Kind of a resurgent year for him. Yep. He had a nice playoffs in the bubble last year. No Sagan to help him get probably more time up the middle. Yeah, plus as far as points go, like, Jamie Ben doesn't score anymore for nope. whatever reason. All right, Detroit. Detroit, oh boy. Um, That's what I said when I was looking at their ESPN page today. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who in the world would it be for Detroit? I don't think it would have been, because Larkin, I think, has been hurt a bit. Um, So it's worth noting for Detroit, more so than any other team, that – if a trade is made during the season that the, the player that's been traded and the player that was traded away, all that matters is how many points they had on the team I'm asking for, which I guess in this situation would be Verona and Mantha. Yeah. All that matters is how many points they had in Detroit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Mantha actually has been doing pretty well with the Capitals. He had like a nice goal streak. I think like a five game goal streak to start. Um, I'm going to go with, is this a real out there name actually? I don't know if you can tell me that or not. Uh, well, here's the thing. They actually have, they actually have two guys that have tied for the team lead in points and I would take either of them. Okay. That didn't really answer my question, but so uh, I, don't, I don't know. All right, I'm gonna just go for it. Luke Glendening. No, <laughs> no, I would have taken either Philip Peronic or Dylan Larkin, who each have 20, oh, what Larkin really 23 wow. points. That's pretty the bad. Lowest on this list, and they're 58 points behind Connor McDavid. Good God! All right, Florida. Who, Jonathan Huberto. Yes, just clinched a playoff spot, and I think it's. They're, I don't know if last year counts because they weren't they were in like the play in round and they weren't one of the teams that should have made it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's much improved this year though. It's their first real playoff appearance since 2016. They still haven't won a playoff round since the Eastern Conference Finals against the Penguins in 96. So mm-hmm. that's big. Nashville. For a bit, I know it was Philip Forsberg, but he's been hurt for so long that somebody had to have caught up to him by this point. Um, If not, that'd be pretty bad. Okay. Roman Yossi. That's correct. Nice. He's reigning uh, Norris winner. Oh, yeah. He only has 31 points, though. Nashville has not been scoring this Mm -mm. year. Mm -mm. Tampa Bay. (sighs) 
how about Braden Point? That's correct. Nice. 45 points, and that's not too hard considering, you know, Kucherov, Stamkos has been out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, kind of the obvious guy now. And yeah. Edmund, not his best Weird year. fall off. He was great before, and then he just kind of fell off a little bit. Yeah. Anaheim. <laughs> if not for injuries, weird early season shooting luck, and basically Jack Eichel being out in goaltending. Uh, Anaheim, we would be with note them as the worst team in the league. Yeah. Um, not for long, though. I think they'll end up being okay. Zegris and Drysdale are two very, very nice pieces to have to build out of, off of. But uh, their leading scorer, is it Raquel? No. It's, oh, boy. Max Comtois. Are you kidding me? It's 28 points. Wow. I had to look that up. I was sure That's someone brutal. had more points than this guy. That's he brutal. was their second-round pick three years ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he was the captain for Canada at the World Juniors a couple years ago. I would not expect him to be leading a team in points. No, me neither. All right, what about Arizona? Who's still in the playoff race, by the way. Yeah. Um, I'm down to two names. And I'm going to go with either uh, – yeah, just for the fun of it, Phil the Thrill. That's right. Phil Kessel has 37 points. There we go. Still going strong. Colorado. Bounce back year for him. Uh, Colorado, Nathan McKinnon. Has 60 points. Mm-hmm. Although Miko Rannon's not as far as behind as you think. Mm-hmm. The Los Angeles Kings, who are not in the playoff race anymore. Anze Kopitar. That's correct, with 46 points. He's cool. at a point a game this year, so – Good for him. Yeah, still, still going strong. Minnesota. Joel Erickson Eck. Uh, it's actually Caprizov. Is it Caprizov? That's who I was going to say otherwise. Probably the year. Let's see here. All right. San Jose. Logan Couture. Oh, it's a Vander Kane. Oh, wow. There's 41 points, surprisingly, this year. Look at him. I thought they got fall off a cliff for a number of reasons, mostly because of his playing style, genuine mm-hmm. aging curves, physical, didn't seem to, you know, take things seriously. And now that he's like $50 bajillion in debt, it seems like he wants to get another contract at some point. Well, he's making a good amount of money still. Well, he wants to end his career in the, uh, in the black uh, because – Right now, he if with all the money for the rest of his contract, he may or may not. If he didn't get another contract, he might just end his career like in debt. If he used all of that money to pay off his debts wow. right now, right now the Sharks gave him an advance on that. The rest of his contract, it would be very close. Holy Jesus! Yeah, I'm in a lot of trouble. Yeah. All right, two more teams left. One of them is St. Louis. Ryan O'Reilly. That's right, 45 points. That's two straight former savers. How about that? And then hold on, let's do a quick tally before you get here. Again, Ziggy just has a lot of thoughts on the NHL. He's not happy about the O'Reilly trade either. Yes. So you have 16 right now. So we're going to finish above 500 no matter what. All right. Who do you think Vegas' leading scorer is? For Vegas? Mark Stone? Yep. Cool. All right. 53 points. 
All right, finished 17 and 14. I'll take that. Yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad. The Sabres started off that, like, this year. I'd be pretty happy about that. Same. If they got 17 wins at all, all year, which they won't. Yeah. No, definitely not. Definitely not. We're, we're almost there. Salvation is almost upon us. Yeah. Any last thoughts for the people before we sign off? Uh, Ziggy seems to have a lot. No, not really. Well, draft tomorrow. The draft, draft. yeah. What are they going to do? Uh, so my take on this real quick is that it, this, the Bills are an interesting spot because their their goal in the draft is to get like probably like the next piece that they think could win them the Super Bowl. But, well, that sounds like a huge task, and it, I guess it kind of is. They're actually most of the way there already based on how they played last year, which is insane to say. So I'm not as worried, and I don't have as much of a reason to second-guess the GM of a Buffalo sports team for the first time in my life. Shocking. So it, it's going to be interesting, but I think I'm kind of probably end up liking whoever they take. And because they're so late in the draft, it's unlikely they'll really pass on anyone that's that meaningful. So I'll say this. The biggest thing for the Bills in the draft, hot take, making sure the Patriots don't get Justin Fields. Now, you can't actually do that. We can't, we can't, we don't have, we can't have that power, but that's what we just have to hope for. That's the most important thing. Yeah, if they don't get Fields, I feel pretty good about the draft. Me too. I agree. Do you have any recommendation? Uh, yeah. I was thinking real quick this week, movie I haven't watched in a while, but I was thinking about it because I don't think we mentioned it when we talked about sports movies a few months ago. But uh, what I think to me might be, in my opinion, like the best sports movie of all time, uh, because I think most dramatic sports movies aren't actually good. But this movie, uh, The Bad News Bears, the original Bad News Bears from 1974, not the Billy Bob Thornton one. I was going to say not the Billy Bob one. Come on now. Yeah, that, yeah. The less said about that one, the better. Walter Matthau, a great movie. Has Tatum O'Neill in it as well, as well as the guy who played Freddy Krueger in the Nightmare on Elm Street terrible remake from a couple years ago. Anyway, great movie. Has one of the best endings a sports movie's ever had. Very quotable. However, some quotes don't say them because there's a lot of, the movie came out 47 years ago. There's a lot of things that uh, don't age well, I would say, jokes wise. So, you know, just ignore those parts. Enjoy mm-hmm. the other parts that I think age great, like giving a team of twelve-year-olds beer. Yeah, not good. Yeah, it's funny stuff, you know. But right. like some stuff, don't say. <laughs> I'll just say that. <laughs> good you'll, advice. You'll know it when you see it. All right, uh, but that's that's all I have. Well, my recommendation is adopting a dog, because I did that today, and it was the best choice I ever could have made. Yeah, listen to how excited Ziggy is. To I get know. Adopted. He's pumped. He's very pumped. He's got a lot of energy, and uh, he's a great fella. So, who's your random Sabres player? Tim Connolly. Can he, I do a non-Sabres player for mine? Sure. I don't know. Ziggy Palfy. Oh, that's he a good... Ziggy. That's awesome, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Tim Connolly just because I've, I've been seeing him in a lot of highlight reels lately. People have been tweeting out. And he was really good. I wish he didn't get hurt all the time. Yeah, he's sick. He was He was very, very good. Ziggy sure. Palfy, did you know that he was a point-of-game player for his career? Didn't? Yes. Did he, didn't he have 50 goals in a season? Dude, he has like over, I think he had like 780 something points in 750 games. Like the dude balled out in the 90s. He was one of those guys. And there's quite a few of them that either just fell off a cliff or they couldn't deal with injuries. Pablo Burry doesn't have a thousand points in his career. Pablo Burry scored, I think 58 and 59 goals in back-to-back years during the beginning of the clutch and grab era, the dead puck era. That's insane. Not doesn't have a thousand points. 
But anyway, that's right. pretty much all I had. Uh, so we'll see you Monday. Yeah, we will see you Monday. All right, everybody. Well, make sure you are uh, checking out the presenters of this podcast, which would be the Hockey Podcast Network and Buffalo Fanatics. Hockey Podcast Network, 31 teams, 31 shows, plus a ton of other great content. And Buffalo Fanatics is the one-stop shop for all things Bills, and especially with the draft taking place Thursday night. Buffalo Fanatics is where you got to be going to to get your coverage. Also, if you're planning to do some betting at all this weekend or on any of the sports that are happening right now, make sure you are hitting up our sponsor, DraftKings, and using our promo code THPN to take advantage of some great deals there. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been another episode of Straight Up Sabres.